Wow, wow, wow. 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 Alyssa and I, we are so happy to present you all with a very special finale episode featuring our guest, Adam Rose. The Adam Rose. You may have seen him around the internet as Blue Cardigan Guy. He is also a professional and amazing trained actor appearing on many TV shows, which we'll get into, but he's been a friend of the tank for a long time. And shout out to tank test professional Ralph for Mm -hmm. being Adam's high school friend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Adorably. We love it. We love to keep it in the family. But we had a blast recording this, a really fun finale episode for you guys, and can't wait to get into it. And don't forget that even though this is the finale of both Shark Tank and Hey Chums, we have a special off-season program of content coming at you. We'll probably take a break for a couple of weeks yep. uh, just to bank up some more episodes. And then we're going to a- just pepper your summer with special episodes with really cool guests and interviews, people who have been on the tank or involved with the tank, people who are tangentially, do work that's tangentially related to the tank, like entrepreneurship, et cetera. We've got amazing stuff coming. Yep. We've got a whole slate. We might do a deep dive into the vaults of like season one, our craziest episodes, our favorite Mm -hmm. products, all that good stuff. So expect more, but Mm -hmm. be prepared for a little bit of a pause as we catch up to producing all of that. And (laughs) here it is. We love you guys. And this has been a true blast. So this week we are overjoyed, I have to say, to welcome our first ever guest and by default, our best ever guest, Adam Rose. He is a hilarious actor and comedian who has graced the likes of Veronica Mars, Weeds, New Amsterdam, and some show called The Sopranos, which I assume is about a choir of some is it, sort. Is it pronounced yeah. Sopranos or Sopranos? So, Sopranos. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, Sop- Sopranos. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. about a nice um, church choir. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lovely yeah. show. Definitely check it out. <laughs> and uh, and most recently, Adam has become a truly a bona fide TikTok sensation, mm. appearing as a hilarious character called Blue Cardigan Guy, dancing his way into our hearts. And most importantly, I should say, Adam is a huge fan of the tank. Adam, welcome to Hey Chums. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so exciting. Adam, would you start us off by telling us when you started watching Shark Tank, how long you've been a fan? Oh, man. It's been a long, long time. I I would never be able to remember, like, the first time I watched Shark Tank. Do you have a favorite shark? Who do you tend to gravitate towards and who... Who annoys you? Well, I'm a little biased, right? Because as you mentioned, I do some dabbling in social media. And my very first ever social media endeavor, when I first decided, you know what, I'm going to start making videos for YouTube. I had the chutzpah to email Mark Cuban (laughs) because he was... Because he was coming out with his, this new app to, to rival Snapchat, which failed terribly. And it was called Cyberdust. 
And <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah, and he, you know, he came out with this app, and I was like, well, apps need content. That's what I know. That's and cute. so I, I emailed him and I said, hey, I got a great idea for a show. You have a new app. I'll make it all myself for very little money. <laughs> And, um, and it can be your first original series on Cyberdust. And the pitch was, that's a first with Adam Rose, where I basically do things for the first time, like oh. eat pork heart or fly in a helicopter Whoa, or that's amazing. Uh, yeah, shoot power weapons. And he emailed me back pretty quickly. He emailed you back? Oh, in like five to 10 minutes. Wow. And said, okay, how much can you do it for? And I told him a number and he said, no way, but I can do it for this. And then he said, here, let me put you in touch with the CEO of the app, put me in touch with the CEO. And all of a sudden I got a check to make 10 episodes of this 90 second show on YouTube. And I grabbed a couple of my buddies and we went out and we made this show distributed it on YouTube to advertise, you know, it was like brought to you by Cyberdust. Sure. And we ended up making 26 episodes of that show. What? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. And the whole time I was emailing with Mark Cuban, telling him the ideas of what we want to do. Mm. He would tell me which episodes he liked and didn't like and stuff like that. And he uh, made himself incredibly accessible. Um, and I ended up becoming friends with the CEO of the app. And, yeah, we ended up doing 26 episodes. And eventually, like, the app was not doing very well and it became just uh, he was sort of like yeah uh, we're not doing the show anymore <laughs> this is a momentous moment for us because yeah. as Alyssa and longtime listeners of hey chums know i am a huge mark oh, cuban fan I, sylvie i am shocked you haven't interrupted at this point to ask what his email I've address been is just fainting over <laughs> and over again i've just been passing out continuously with excitement he is my favorite. I love him so much. She does. Um, I love him too. I usually agree with the things he says. Let, let me yeah. just say that. When I'm watching the show, I'm usually like in total mm. agreement with what he's saying. I do think it's funny when he tries to pretend that he's like a normal oh my person God. and not like so this. Tell us what is concealer? Did you watch yeah. the strips? Did you watch last episode, Adam? <laughs> and just sort of stepping back, you know, this is is in fact the season finale. I know we've promised that it was a season finale. I want to say four four episodes in a row, but this is in fact the, the season finale, which we know because the announcer starts by saying that it's the season finale. Um, and and we're back to a Kevin Hart episode. So Kevin's back in the tank. We have no Damon and no Robert tonight, but we've have Babs, we have Lori, we have Mark, we have Mr. Wonderful. It's a good, it's a good crew. Um, good group. But, but, good but group. I will say like, I did not on the whole think that it was like an amazing episode. And before we get into um, CMOS, our, our first segment here, I do want to say that in the intro, I laughed out loud when Kevin Hart says, I think that a dream is dope because it's yours. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I don't think I heard it again for the rest of the regular episode. But I just wanted to kick it off with that. Let's jump into our first product, which is a product brought to you by uh, our entrepreneur, Alexio, who is a lovely gentleman who was born and raised in the Bahamas. He's looking for $500,000 for 5% of his company called, perplexingly, Transformation Factory, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is not a factory at all. 
And it's, I, I think when you hear like 500K for 5%, you're like, holy shit. Okay. Empire. This is empire. Buckle money. up. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be some crazy technological innovation. This has to be something that has like patents on it or licensing <laughs> totally. deals ready to go. <laughs> and what is the transformation factory, you may be asking? It's CMOS. It's CMOS. And like, did yeah. we? I, I I still have not done any research on CMOS. <laughs> Kevin Hart seemed to be the only person up there who knew what CMOS was. So Alexio used to weigh over 500 pounds, and then he went through this like amazing weight loss journey where he says he worked out for like over six hours a day. Which holy shit! Super I mean, impressive guy. Yeah, he obviously changed his like diet and the the CMOS the the formation of it is it's quote a line of mouth-watering CMOS gels <laughs> in different flavors of like mango, strawberry, banana, pineapple, dragon fruit. It frankly looks like baby food. It's like a little 8-ounce bottle. Yeah, and it's like they were just eating it straight out of the jar and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is that like how are you supposed to eat that? They do you like don't put it ever get an answer. <laughs> I'm like, do you put it on toast? That's what I said. I wrote that down. I said, do I put this on toast? <laughs> yeah, they're just like raw dogging it <laughs> from, <laughs> from the bottle. <laughs> and Alyssa's, Alyssa kept saying like, do you put it on a cracker? Do you put it on a toast? Right. You, and I'm like, I think you put it on a smoothie if you're in LA. I don't yeah. know. That's if you're in LA. Um, I, I like that you put it on a smoothie and not in a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That you just kind of yeah, plop yeah. it on top it's a, like it's, it's a, a garnish. Yeah, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Like a swirl on top. Yeah. <laughs> but, and and they say, he says, Alexio says, like, CMOS has 90% of essential minerals we need to function. What, again, does that mean? And yeah. how am I alive if – am I not exactly. already getting the 90% from other things? That, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, are we okay? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> – yeah. Is everything all right? Because we, I have literally never ingested sea moss. Like, is that the answer to right. every issue I've had in my life? Will that fix my crippling depression? It is a transformation <laughs> right. factory, you guys. What does it do for anxiety? Yeah. And it's also insanely expensive, which is, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you're not going to so explain what fun. this does for me, but you're going to charge me twenty four ninety nine. dollars for an eight ounce bottle and a serving size is two tablespoons of that. Like, holy shit, that's seat for Erewhon prices. So clearly though, you know, Alexio is making a, an impact with some people and some people have some understanding of, of what CMOS can do for them because he's doing really well. I mean, he made $3.5 million in sales in the last 11 months, a hundred percent of which was online. Yeah, that was the most impressive thing. Totally. It's so so he's he's finding an audience for this, but again, like what does it do? Mark offers a good point um as they're sort of going through the the information and the details in asking like why are you here if you're only asking for 5%? Because Alexio, he doesn't have any debt. He's got 100% of the company. Why is he only going for 5%? Hmm. And and I think the other sharks are are balking a little bit at that small amount of equity, especially for a chunky amount of money. Um so so you know, Kevin comes in with an offer. He offers 20% and then very quickly after Kevin Hart, I should say, um, offers twenty percent, and then quickly he and Babs Barbara des- decide yeah. to go in split skis, ten percent each. And then like, and then like, not two seconds later, Kevin Hart throws Barbara right under the bus. <laughs> sure does, right under. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, not to skip ahead, I know there's no, some not, stuff no, that please. happens in between there, but yeah, they 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 
the offer to split the 500 for 20%. And the guy's like, no thanks, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Kevin wants to up the deal because he is the only one up there that knows what CMOS is, apparently. And he's like, I want in on the CMOS game. Um, And so he's like, I'll offer more money. Barbara's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And boom, Mark just swoops in Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And he's like, I'll do that deal with you. And then all of a sudden, uh, our friend uh, pitching uh, has Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart in front of him making him an offer. And it's kind of a no-brainer. It's hard to say no to that as devastating as it feels to watch Barbara in this moment. I know. I love that she's like, she didn't even know what was happening. Like all of a sudden she was out of the deal and she didn't even realize until they were making the other offer. And, and, and like, we really, we've, Sylvia and I talked about this before, but I certainly have gone on really a personal journey in terms of my appreciation for Barbara, which started at, I'm not going to like close to zero. Um, and, and as we've started to really dissect these episodes, I, I'm picking up what Barbara's putting down because she's <laughs> a tough broad, but she's clearly been through the shitter. I mean, she is of the generation where she probably had to deal with like the most amount of misogyny that you could possibly imagine. And so she's like, got mm-hmm. like a tough skin, but like, if you really no look at it, like, that, like really annoying shit continues to happen to Barbara. And this is just, just one more example for the list. <laughs> yes, that, that is. You know, I will say, though, I think like sometimes like I think Barbara is a genius uh, when it comes to business in general. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. she's really smart. Clearly, you know, she built a behemoth real estate company right, in right, New York right. City. That being said, I think sometimes she seems to be the one who's like the most out of touch when it comes to new stuff. Yeah. You know, like she, I agree, you know, like she kind of like, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't, isn't fully hip to certain things. And as a result, like doesn't, you know, jump on certain opportunities and sometimes turns away certain opportunities that seem like a good idea. Bringing, bringing things back to the transformation factory, which (laughs) I I just want to put a question mark after transformation, but it's fine. Um, You know, we're very happy for Alexiu. Yeah. Many, much success to him. He's got Mark and he's got Kevin Hart. I think that's wonderful. Um, He seems really happy in his testimonial. Uh, Barbara even puts on an, a good face. Um, and then we're left with what is usually the next segment is is our uh, whatever happened to X product. But it seems that they uh, did not get one for this episode because all we got was just a recap of the recaps that we've seen over the course of the season. Just a little clip show, you know? Oh, yeah. There was no, like... Um... Like little, like here's what's happening with the, you know, the the sponge daddy or whatever. Yeah. If I have to hear about MC squares or fucking Chapool <laughs> one more time, MC squares. I'm going to Wait, jump out of Chipool? my window. Ch- <laughs> what is Chapool? Chapool is Chapool is like it's like the cricket factory. So it started as cricket protein bars, and oh, then they pivoted because this. no one wants to eat cricket protein bars. And then they pivoted to some this. sort of maggot enterprise. Where I remember sent- when they came out and they're like, "We are all going to be eating bugs yeah. soon," and and all the sharks were like, "We're not going to be eating bugs soon." <laughs> like, we're, uh, yeah, we're fucking billionaires. Chabul basically started a new business because they realized that nobody wants to eat 
bugs. Yet they keep uh, promoting it. They put the work yeah. into that shoot for the, for Shark Tank as the recap, and so they have to keep using <laughs> yeah. the footage. My, my, only, my only takeaway from this recap of recaps was that dude wipes are now called dude products. Yeah, they're expanding. Oh. They're scaling. Oh, right, because mm-hmm. they're coming out with, with uh, some – they're expanding their, their line. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, that's one of the more genius products I've seen. I, I actually agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think Strix was going for the dude wipes crowd. You know, the thing that I think Strix, I, I agree with Lori when she said, like, you don't know that it's for men just by looking at right. it. And I think yeah. that that's one issue with it. And I think the other issue with it is like, most men don't care. <laughs> yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Like, yes, there are, you know, some, there is a percentage of men that that want to look their best and are down to use products cover blemishes, to et cetera. cover blemishes and stuff like that. But my, I would say like 80% of men just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, don't care fair. if they have a blemish. They don't care if their eyebrows look perfect. They don't care. Like, I right. care, but most people don't. Right, right, right. And yes, my eyebrows always look perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and and what eyebrow products are you using? Literally none. This is all natural. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but look, we're not all blessed like I am. With a with with a thick Ashkenazi with, brow. With, with the perfect with the perfect the perfect <laughs> Jewish eyebrow. <laughs> Listen, I get it, and I also benefit from my heritage, from my very similar heritage. Guys, <laughs> please. I'm, I'm gonna sorry, end up Sylvie. with Sylvie, one this is eyebrow sensitive hair topic for when, I, when <laughs> yeah. I'm 65. Yeah. Like it's not good. Yeah, and it's gonna just drop into her martini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I cry my wasp tears into the into the glass. Um, speaking of wasp tears, uh, shall we take a quick break? <laughs> yes. Ah. You're standing, hunched, in the damp cellar of a grand manor. You feel your pupils dilate as you adjust to the dimness. As you do, you notice an elderly man stooped ahead of you, holding an umbrella that you vaguely recognize. Come here, he says. I want to show you something. He flips on the light. It's Circle Square Studios. While you were busy worrying about knocking your head into low-hanging beams, they were worrying about making your brand stay compelling and relevant to audiences across digital and social. Email hello at circlesquarestudios.com to learn more. We're back and ready to talk about sweaty collegiate athlete clothes. This was one of the creepier products to me in recent memory when you really start thinking about it. Totally. I'm a little confused about this one because at first I thought, oh, these guys are going to make merch for these players but then eventually i i began to realize or is it that plus what i eventually thought it was which is they're actually just selling their old clothes <laughs> sylvie understood like some it. like sylvie, sylvie understood some it. like retired athlete poshmark type thing yeah it's i think it's a little bit of both so just to set the stage we have <laughs> 
Hunter, Jason, Austin, and Charles, which for some reason was so hard for Alyssa and I to remember. It's like, those are all the same name in my head. Seeking $650,000 for 5%. So again, another like high valuation deal where you're like, holy shit, okay, this better be cool. It's called the Player's Trunk. And they describe it as a platform for current and former players to monetize their brand by selling merch from each player's collection. What the fuck does that mean? I think I can translate a little bit. So 100 years ago, 100 years (laughs) ago when I was in college, (laughs) back in the 1800s, I was a D1 athlete. I was a rower. Um, Hey. Yeah. And we were controlled by the NCAA. And if we so much as told someone that we were a rower for Columbia and we could coach them like their high school team for the summer and got paid for that, we would have gotten kicked off the team. We were not allowed to model. Not that anyone was asking us. Um, We weren't allowed to do anything that would have like referenced us as D1 rowers in affiliation with Columbia or just as, as rowers um, and get compensated for that. They were super uptight about it, which is crazy because obviously we got paid no money to like, be on the team, and there was a huge endowment fund from like alumni. We sure. never saw any and, of and, that. And other people monetized your work on the crew team in the form of concessions and merch, and right. The college itself is making yes. a ton of money off you guys. Which totally. you guys are so kind. Uh, <laughs> Tons no of one, money. Everyone no was buying was. Silver Craco merch. Let's no be honest. <laughs> Making money off the crew team per se because all of we weren't allowed to have any any meets at home any regattas at home because we rode on the Harlem River and it was too dangerous and dirty (laughs) and hazardous for other like Yale and Harvard like they wouldn't come they'd be like no we're not racing there so we had all of our like regattas away no one cares about rowing but I will say for like the football and the basketball teams that is a pretty big draw and those kids probably did get fucked over by not being able to capitalize on like, you know, selling their name image and likeness as Cuban calls it. So I think the thought for this, this business is basically long story short, a couple years ago, there was a a huge lawsuit and the NCAA changed their rules. And now collegiate players are allowed to capitalize on their name image and likeness, which is great. And these guys at the player's trunk are both helping players Poshmark style sell their old mm-hmm. unis and stuff, which is like disgusting gross. to so me. Gross. But, but they're also, not. Are they not making new stuff as well? It's both. It's it's yeah. also new, okay. new products. Okay. And, and and these guys don't have necessarily a leg up on the competition. Anyone can sort of endeavor to do this to sell old stinky sweaty jerseys and to make new jerseys. But these <laughs> right. guys, right? As are saying, Mark pointed out, right, right, right. That there are other people trying to do this already because as soon as they made that law where people right. could sell their name and likeness, everybody jumped on the bandwagon and considered it sort of a gold rush. Totally, mm-hmm. and and the argument of and let me get their names right: Hunter, Jason, Austin, Charles is. <laughs> That I'm just going to call them. Is there a fun little Chadge? Chadge, we're going to call them Charles, Hunter, Austin, Jason. And so, what Chadge is trying to convey (laughs) is that 
well, we are, uh, we have a leg up on the competition because we're young. We were, we are also recent college students. And so we're relatable to the people who are going to buy this merchandise. And that's, I mean, they are basing their entire gigantic valuation off of that. Right. Yeah. It's a vibe check. They're like, we passed the vibe check. Give right. us a zillion dollars. Well, they very soon do not pass the vibe check when they make, right. I think, one of the stupider moves in Shark Tank history. Oh. Like, they they get an offer. I, I forget what happens right before, but they basically get an offer from Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And... The and obviously it very much lowers their valuation, and I understand sure. they they yeah. already raised money on a Ke- previous yeah. valuation. Kevin and Mark are offering the six hundred fifty thousand dollars, but for thirty percent instead of five percent. And instead of coming back with some reasonable counter, they come <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> they come back with more money, more money. and more and like two like percent more <laughs> for seven percent and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It was like the most ridiculous counter offer ever. And then, the of hubris. course, they say no. Yes, the hubris and of Chadge is is incredible in that moment. It's really unbelievable. And then they walk out of there with no deal when they could have been partnered with two uh, the two sharks that I'm sure they went in there wanting. Because they couldn't, they didn't know how to negotiate. They should have tried 10% and then see if maybe they could have landed on 15% or something like that. Like they, it was just horrible. It was unbelievable. I think, you know, they mentioned a $1.2 million raise that they've done with like a VC firm in Chicago. I think, I, I suspect that because it's four of them splitting the equity and they've already done a raise, they probably don't have a lot to give away. And I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if 30% was like almost all that they have. You know of course, I mean? Which no. Which is a reason I, not to do it. I'm sure there was probably no way they would have been able to do it at 30 percent because obviously whoever they raised that money from would have been very upset, and yes, mm-hmm. they would have been diluted a great deal. Um, but it was their negotiating that was so terrible, like <laughs> oh, oh, to, yeah. so clueless. It was like yeah. insulting to Mark and Kevin to be like, "Well, thanks for that offer, but here's like a, like a, basically the same exact offer we started <laughs> yeah. with." I think also when you're that early in a business and you're taking it somewhere like Shark Tank, what you're hoping to get out of your relationship with a shark is not necessarily even like financial or business success. It's that like, oh, I now know Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart who believe in me. And like team owner. If this idea doesn't work out, which like most businesses fail, then that's okay. I can take my second idea to them. Oh, and totally. by the way, they introduced yes. me to this guy and this Such guy. A good like one hundred connections you make. Yeah. That's what you want, especially when you're in cult. Like their age, they're so young. Oh, right. I, I right, it's, right. it's I'm cringing at the number of people that they missed meeting via. This it's meeting. why they. It's why you know they deserve a, a premium, right? Uh, yeah. the, the sharks do on their investment like obviously they you know whether or not you think your company is worth xyz you are paying a premium to just to say mark cuban and kevin hart are on the team of this Mm -hmm. this business and that's probably going to like return dividends uh, you know over time like you're saying whether it's in that business or in the relationships that they that they gain as a result it's it was just such a stupid move and when they were walking out i was like oh those guys are dummies yeah they're so dumb and three of them seem like 
One of them is talking and he's like, you know, it was tough, but I still think we made the right call. And the other two are nodding. And the one guy, the only <laughs> on the smart one of them on the left, who's like the clearly the athlete in the group, he is looking at the floor and yep. he's like, fuck all of you. I mean, like, that I- was that was so painfully obvious that he was not in agreement with what was being said that it was just like me me and my wife said the exact same thing when we were watching. We were like, oh, that guy is not happy. He, he doesn't think that that was the right move at all. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I think that ultimately the fatal flaw, especially because Charles Wright was the athlete in this and Charles was the one who himself lost out. On, on the potential to monetize merchandise before Players Trunk came along. But I really think the fatal flaw of Chadge is that Chadge is not seeing beyond <laughs> the Players Trunk. You know what I mean? Chadge mm. is seeing this as their first and last business. Yes. But yes. Sylvie's point, I think, is 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 such a good one, which is that like you're not gonna your your like professional career is not going to start and end with the Players Trunk. Get Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart interested in the business you're doing. As partners. Even if, right. Yeah. Even if only one of them ends up impressing impressing Mark and Kevin, that is a connection that you can Huge. leverage your whole life. Who knows 100%. when the next uh, what cyber dust is going to come up. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. I also just want to circle back real quick to how fucking creepy it is when you really think about it. Who is buying yeah. these like used sweaty, sweaty college <laughs> items? There's something very OnlyFans about yes. it that I don't like. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I guess people do it with like, you know, Michael Jordan's old shoe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they do it with stuff like that. But I feel like when the person is not quite as famous as Michael Jordan, it does kind of, there's like a a level of fame that if you are below and people are buying your old sweaty clothes, it's just creepy. I think that's a good point. And I'm Charles's sweaty clothes. I think also like (laughs) shoes are maybe one thing, but it's like, what crosses the line? Like where does, what type of clothing becomes inherently like shorts? That's a no for me across. Jock straps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what is I'm gonna go on Players Trunk right now and see and see, see what, what's available. Creepiest, uh, the yeah. creepiest item available. Also, like women versus men for some Ooh, reason. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you I don't know like there that are guys that pay women to be like, send me your dirty mm-hmm. socks mm-hmm. and for and sure. More. Yeah. Um they're definitely there was that there was the that whole trunk. story about that girl who was selling her farts in a jar. Yeah. Stop. Yes. <laughs> oh, Alyssa, what? you were protected from this story. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god did they smell how do you know how, how sure. do i know <laughs> adam's like let me go check with the jar i purchased um wait give me one second no it doesn't smell anymore um <laughs> and just to circle back i i have been doing some clicking around on the player's trunk website and it looks like the main merch you can buy are Jerseys, shorts, shoes, and then like Great. basketballs. No, no socks, no jock straps, no, no undergarments. Yeah. And what about like, what is the ratio, or at least like on their front page? Are they pushing the actual items that were owned and worn by those players, or are they pushing the like reproduced merch with those people's numbers and stuff on them? Depends on the player. Some wow. people you okay. click and it's like new merch, other people. Mm-hmm. It's older stuff. I think that it looks like they're pushing the newer stuff more, which is less. Well, that's good. good. That's yeah. good. yeah, that's good. I think we can okay, all okay, players that. trunk. 
Okay. But also, well, like, why isn't this being done like through the NCAA? Like that to me, like, right. isn't it? Doesn't the NBA sell the jerseys of like all of their players? The NCAA uh, is the weirdest, creepiest organization yeah. ever. We had to fill out every summer in college a list of our exact locations, like per oh, weird. day. Like, oh, per, like boy. we'd have to say, like, okay, this week in June, I'm going to be on vacation in, you know. LA, like whatever. So if they wanted to drug test us, they could just pull up our forms and find us anywhere. Whoa. Oh no. They're very creepy and weird. Very fishy organization. <laughs> yeah. Very really, strange. Really don't like them. Uh so 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 just to sort of close the book forever, close the trunk on players' trunk. Uh <laughs> they they walk out with no deal. They their their hubris got the best of them. And um, you know, I wish them luck, but I don't think that there's going to be a lot of success for Chadge in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, closing, closing the, the trunk on, on player's trunk, but uh, definitely want to throw to our final tank test of the season where our dear friend Ralph Hashemi Aaron is going to walk us through one of the Shark Tank products that he owns and give us a little review on it. Ralph, what's in the tank this week? Tank test. Hey, it's Ralph Hashemi Aaron coming to you with this week's tank test. We're going to do something different for the finale. I'm going to go through my five all-time Shark Tank products. No, you do not need to adjust your dial. You don't need to check the MP3 of this podcast. I did not make a mistake. I'm not going to qualify this. It is my five all-time Shark Tank products. You have to figure out what I mean. Are they the best? Are they the worst? Are they my favorite? This is all biased. Of course it is. But you got to figure out how I would qualify them beyond calling them my five all-time Shark Tank products. So, number one, the Squatty Potty. Uh, I don't know if I even think about this as a Shark Tank product. I think about this as like a core necessity in my life. If I don't have a squatty potty, I will sacrifice my best bag to that cause. Number two, the comfy. I've talked about the comfy on this show before, and I love it. I hate it, but I also love it. The comfy is like the most comfortable, most disgusting blanket you have. So already, we're talking about two things I love. Let's hit you with number three. The Q-Flex Acupressure Back and Body Massage Tool. Look this thing up. Q-Flex Shark Tank. It looks like what rhymes with Bilbo. It looks like maybe what would be, I don't know, I don't want to judge anybody, but what would be a sadist's Bilbo. Uh, It's weird looking. Does it work? I don't know. Do I have one in my house? Yes. Number four, Lala Cup Sippy Cups. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. These sippy cups are amazing because they defeat a core purpose of a sippy cup. They spill, but they spill in a really cool way, and they're really cute, and I love them. I got them before I had a kid, and I used them before I had a kid, and I lost mine before I had a kid. So I've never been able to field test them as a child-rearing adult or an adult having child-reared. But I would say they're a cup. Number five, and my final... 
all-time Shark Tank product, the Super Cube. I use this all the time, and I don't understand how it wasn't already invented. I don't understand how, yeah, why people didn't just put chili into ice trays. Because as soon as I saw the Super Cube, I thought to myself, I would eat a shot of chili. You know, just throw three shots of chili before you're heading out, you know? You don't want to eat the dinner, but you want to pretend like you're eating the dinner, so you have three shots of chili before you head out pregame that way. Uh, the, the Super Cubes, if anything, they're too big. I don't need that much of a serving, but uh, maybe that's just me. Anyway, these have been my five all-time Shark Tank products. This is Ralph Ashami Arend, wishing everyone good tank and good tank. Okay, we are back. Look at us. Look at us being We're back. back and ready to ready to step into the ring. <laughs> ready? Wow, Sylvie. <laughs> Sylvie is the queen of segues. That was a great one, Sylvie. Thank um, you so much. Man, Aqua <laughs> Boxing Glove is our next product brought to us by Tony, who seems lovely, who's seeking $100,000 uh. for 10%. Um, of Aqua Boxing Glove, which, uh, I mean, Adam, do you want to give us a, a, a description of what the Aqua Boxing Glove is? Yeah, I feel for this guy, you know, yeah, like yeah. I I really, I wanted him to win, but at the same time, I kind of knew he wasn't going to win. <laughs> sure. um, yeah. So basically, the Aqua Glove is for, you know, all those people out there who are like, hey, I want to practice my boxing right now, but I don't want to hang up a bag to box into or I don't have a bag and a mm-hmm. chain to hang up and I don't have any place for that. Um, and Tony came up with the idea that maybe if he just takes boxing gloves and fills them up with water, <laughs> that that will be Suffice. the solve for not having a boxing bag. Now, a couple problems with this, I feel like, right? Walk us through the walk us through the issues that you see here. Right off the bat. Right off the bat, <laughs> the issues are one, I believe he came in with zero sales, right? Like yep. he hadn't sold Prototype. any of them. Yep. Yes. Which which already it's like, have you never seen Shark Tank? Like they <laughs> never go for the right. ones right. that have Unless you come in with like patents galore and it's mm-hmm. going to like save the Truly ocean. revolutionary product, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you cannot come in with no sales because yeah. you're not going to get a deal. Um, so that was the first thing. Then the second thing is like, you're not actually hitting anything. And so, and that's sort of a big part of boxing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, Adam, do you box at all? I've boxed. I've yeah. boxed. I do so when I, I I work out with a trainer, and sometimes we throw on the boxing gloves and and do some boxing. But I'm hitting his little mitts that he puts on, right? You know? I, and sure. I've I've done a little bit of boxing myself. Alyssa, have you? Did we ever go to overthrow? I, did you? Box? I went to an overthrow class with you, Sylvie, um, which I loved. But Great. I'm just very <laughs> weak. Um, I don't have a lot of upper body strength. So sure. like that's I, what boxing's I'm for. Yeah, I know, but. And those classes are so hard that I've obviously blacked out that memory of us because I was mm-hmm. probably sweating so hard that I yeah, couldn't there was a lot of sweat. see, breathe, you know, yeah. I, I'm close to death. But I do love boxing and I'm not good at it, but something so satisfying about just like 
punching the shit out of a bag as hard as you can, especially like most of the time I like to work out in the mornings. I like to get a run in or whatever, but I like to box at the end of the day when I have had a day full of shitty client meetings and Mm -hmm. people asking for deliverables (laughs) and giving me little little notes and saying, you can't do this and we want to change this. It's it's like a decompression thing. Oh yeah. I'm going to go like hit the shit out of a bag. Right. But it's Blizzard. the impact, right? It's that, the impact. That it's makes – that that sort of yes. gets you to that place. Yes. I yes. think it's the difference between like, I don't know, riding a bike and riding a Peloton. Like you're getting yeah. a good workout on a Peloton, but it's not – you're not outside. You're not, the world you're not going inside. anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the thing that I like about it. So that's what's hard about aqua boxing gloves. He was like – he was like, Kevin Hart, like, don't you think like when you're traveling, like, wouldn't you bring these things around? And Kevin Hart looked at him right in the eye and he was like, no. Never <laughs> no, would I, I bring this with me. I, I probably would not do that, sir. They're also very expensive. Yes, so he, we haven't even gone to the price. Yeah. Right. He launched them on Kickstarter for $99 and he got like 40K in sales through Kickstarter, which he hasn't been able to fulfill. Um, but then was selling them for two hundred. Yeah, right? retail for one ninety nine. No one's paying for that. No one who can yeah. pay two hundred dollars for some exercise equipment doesn't have like a, a bag hung in their garage or whatever. You know right. what I mean? And, right. and that's what made me laugh about Mark Cuban being like, "Oh, he's right. It is. It's a total pain to like. You know, it's hard to install a bag <laughs> in your house." Again, Mark being like, the every the quote unquote every man. Yeah. It's like shut I up, sit love down. you, but shut the get fuck back in your Eames up. chair, like, billionaire. <laughs> You could put a bag anywhere in your house in yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Have someone deliver it to you and set that baby up with all due respect. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Mark, I, Mark likes to keep his, like, everyman cred every oh, so he often. Yeah. He does. And it just comes off, like, a little too for Like, he's a little I, too yeah. excited to be like, oh, I, I've heard of that. That's Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that every, every time. regular Every time problem. he's heard of anything, he, like, jumps into it, which just goes to tell you how little he's heard of most things. Right? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I do like Tony. I, I think Love that, Tony. you know, I, I, I think that he— I felt for him. I, I did. Yeah, of course, of course. He has his own boxing gym, so he's been able to sort of do his sort of, like, own R&D on the product. When COVID hit and the boxing gym, obviously, like— no one was going to the box gym. He started making house calls. Like Tony is a real go-getter. Yeah. Um, but you and, know what? And- another another issue with the whole business itself is like they always talk about this on Shark Tank. Is like you can't come in with just like a business that's just one product, right? right? Mm-hmm. There ha- right. and like how do you expand? what you're doing like what are you gonna like sure. make boots full of water for kickboxers or yeah. something and like a million dollars is no joke of evaluation exactly you're saying we're gonna make this into a real business but like it's not it's just a product and it's really not one that people will feel like they need to me this is a product i would have considered buying at the beginning of quarantine mm-hmm. like at the mm-hmm. beginning of the lockdown end. yeah when it's like, oh, shit. You're not I going would, to the gym. Not going yeah, to the gym. Sure. We're not really anyone's sure if you can go outside. You know, it's it's very like you're locked down. So I for the I bought like a kettlebell. I bought weights. I, mm-hmm. I was part mm-hmm. of that gold rush. I, I might have bought these if, it, if I had known about them and it lasted a little longer. And I do think the idea of using water as a weight is really smart for traveling. Like totally. Yeah. I don't know if there's a hand weight that exists that you could fill up 
with water, but that's not like a terrible idea. If that product worked, I might consider getting that for like sheets and stuff. Um, Yeah, that's a good idea. So you don't have to lug like weights everywhere, but we're out of quarantine now and it just feels like bad timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I just have a problem with, with, uh, like it, do, doing something that's supposed to get me somewhere and then not getting me anywhere. Yeah, I get that. I, <laughs> I totally get that. Uh, you know what though? I'm a treadmill girl. Like Sylvie knows this. I, I bring, I bring a full iPad Ugh. to the gym every day and I watch TV shows on my iPad on the treadmill and I'm and fine walk. with it. I just, no, I run. I mean, I run. Oh, you run. Sometimes I walk. But I run, nice. generally. That's disgusting nice. to me. I can't, running outside <laughs> and running on a treadmill are like two different universes yeah. in yeah. my mind. I love running outside. Put me on a treadmill. I think I'm dying in mm. two minutes. I'm out of, I'm like, I hate this. I, I can't think, get my I mind need off of anything else. Distraction. Ugh. I need to just not run. <laughs> I, I know that's not, also a strategy. <laughs> I just don't like running. Like, I'm it. like. I get it. Ugh. Like people are like, no, 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 you learn to love it. I'm like, not me. No. Not me. Sometimes I don't learn to love it. I ran a marathon and I hate running, but I keep doing it because I feel so much better <laughs> after every time I do it. I've gotten my brain addicted to running and now I can't stop. I wish I could do that. No, I you wish don't. I could get addicted to something that was good for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's a skill. Yeah. That, that is my goal in life. If Don't so worry. One day... I'm also addicted to like sleeping and playing video games. So sleeping's good for you. Uh, is it? <laughs> it <laughs> is. A certain point. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> can, can I ask you, Adam, if the word Ballywickle was familiar to Ballywick was familiar to you uh, before to you watched this episode? Barbara uses this word. <laughs> Wait, when? Barbara says it's okay. So, uh, yeah, circling back to she said, to, "I feel it's not my ballywick at all." When she's describing why she's out, when they're all passing, like Mister Wonderful says he likes the idea, but it's not his product category. Lori's like, "I don't get it." Mark is like, "It takes too much money to scale." And then Barbara says, "It's not my ballywick." It's Bally not my ballywick. What? She says it at about. Uh, and what? Wait, did you guys look it up? So, so I knew had, what it meant. I had read this word before. I had never heard someone say it, so I thought it was pronounced Bailwick or Baileywick because I had. I feel like I had read it in college in like a Dickens novel. You know what I mean? Like an eighteen. Is Barbara from the eighteen hundreds? That would explain a lot. It, it would explain would, a lot. It? Yes, wouldn't it, it really explain would. A lot? Yes, oh, she has a man. sort of timeless, ageless look to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, from the Valleywick. So, everyone, everyone is just so sort of slowly but surely going out. I think that the only thing that's sort of slowing them down is that just Tony is is again a go-getter. But yeah, like you know, like Adam was saying, this is one product. It's not it's not buildable. It's just it's not you know, a business. We have, we have the Bala bracelets in terms of like things that make your arms heavier already. Um and and, and yeah, yeah, everyone is just saying like, hey, like I like you. I'm not the right partner. I don't know enough about this. Um right. I'm 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 sad for Tony. I am too. When he started kind of, you know, begging Kevin yeah. Hart, I was like, oh, oh this is, this is heartbreaking. It was a, yeah, it was tough a real stuff. 
boner killer emotionally. Yeah, for, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> An emotional boner yeah. killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was hoping for the next segment to lift us up, but uh, should we take and a quick it break didn't. before we get to that? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. You're hunched in the brightly lit cellar of your ancestral home. And in front of you stands a figure who turned up in your foyer. A tenant from the stable house at the far end of the estate that you Airbnb. Sopping wet and chilled to the bone, they mutter under their breath about optimizing content for clients on the upper and lower funnel. You chuckle, prodding them playfully with their own umbrella. Silly tenant. Circle Square Studios has helped top brands find their audiences with creative that doesn't compromise, eh? You take a deep breath. Your time here is coming to a close. Hello at circlesquarestudios.com, you whisper. That's where you'll find me. All right, guys. Our last product of the season. Ah! And and to Adam's earlier point, what a weird one to end on, folks. <laughs> all right. So Project Poyo, it, first of all, the guy comes out looking <laughs> so serious. I don't know if you guys saw his face yeah. when he came Not- out and he's got his mustache and he looked like he yeah. was ready to like beat somebody up. Not a blinker. Not a blinker. No. No. And then like, as soon as he started his presentation, like a smile, like creepily came onto his face. <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. He walked in the tank looking like how I would imagine someone would look waiting for like STD results. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like, pretty sure thousand, they have a few. Yeah. And, and like a thousand mile stare into the future, like yeah, no blinking, funny. just like, fuck my that's life. Funny. You know, he was who? His prior moment was really intense. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And so he comes out and he pitches his business, which is a basically a a uh, what is it? A vegan fast food joint, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's got fried chicken sandwiches, and he's got nuggets, and he's got burgers, all and the plant whole based, thing. all plant based. Um, and I think the most notable thing about him is that he was like. First of all, the val- the valuation was crazy, right? Yeah. It was a fifty million dollar valuation. He's seeking two point five million dollars for five percent of his company. Wowie, wah wah wee wah, um, <laughs> and and that's right, wah wah wee wah. Um, so, um, or as Mister Wonderful would say, Uchi Mama Uchi or something. Uchi Mama. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you tell I've watched the show before? <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, the, and I think the most notable thing about his business is like, this guy was like all over the place. He's like yeah. talking a mile a minute and he's opening up, you know, franchise after franchise. And I guess he scooped up a bunch of real estate, like right when the pandemic hit and all of the, you know, more notable fast food places gave up their, their locations. There's so many weird things happening because like, I kind of like the concept in terms of bringing his whole thing is like, I want plant-based options to be affordable, which I think is great and delicious. And all of the sharks are like, we love these products. Multiple sharks say it's like, this is the best, you know, best chicken chicken they've had. Yeah. 
I've ever had. So you're kind of like, at the beginning, you're like, or at least I was, I was like, this seems smart. Like, I get it, you know, affordable, plant-based stuff. Like, that's the future. And it tastes good. But then he has so much weird shit about him. When he starts talking about, like, to your point, Alyssa, oh, he started with a food truck. He also says, like, I went behind my wife's back and emptied all of our savings yeah. accounts to he start the so food truck. Casually. Ooh, I missed that. Yeah. That is yeah. He said no it good. like in a jokey way that I think he thought was endearing, but was a little <laughs> not a joke. Just everything. Just there's there's just <laughs> he's an like energy. I'm single now. But. Right, right. There's just an energy to Lucas that is off-putting. Unhinged. For sure. For sure. And I think that's a lot of what the sharks are looking for, somebody that they actually want to like be on the phone with right, for right, right. a couple hours, you know, a week or something yeah. or whatever it ends up being. Um, and he does not give off that chill vibe. And no. he is just like opening up locations left and right, yeah. which seems like a really good way to go belly up very quickly. I will say it looked delicious. And oh, I would like crunch? to I would like to eat one. Crunch looked amazing. I will also say, um, yeah, he he not only secretly emptied his family's savings accounts, but he maxed out their credit cards. I would flip a fucking table if someone did that to me. Are you kidding? Even if it worked out, I would be like, fuck you. Like, how dare you think that, like, you can just – you know. And I'd be like, and you named it what? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. How? I also, what? I also want to call out that Barbara calls it Project Polo. Polo. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> Sylvia and I both clocked that. And we were like, oh, Barbara. Again, though, oh, it Babs. makes sense if she, you know, has been around since the 1800s, has not had a lot of exposure to other cultures. No, understandably, no one can get past this absurd $50 million valuation. Um, Barbara 12 open locations, yeah, just I, to reiterate. As most people are moving out of brick and mortar, right, thanks right, to right. COVID, we've discovered that, like, you know, ghost kitchens do so well because, mm-hmm. like, people are ordering food more. People don't, like, need that sort of quick serve experience. Yeah. That's not what people, like, seem to really miss. People miss going to restaurants. Right. But I don't think people miss, like, going and sitting the QSR down. QSR experience. Yeah. And, like, ordering at a Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super I, risky to do I, that. I think Barbara really deals the death blow when she brings up Tom and Chi. And I actually did not know this about Tom and Chi. But Tom and Chi was, like, a like a grilled cheese food truck turned right. brick and mortar yeah. that she invested in. And she said that they had huge success after the show and then went completely bankrupt and are like living. Because they tried to grow too quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And so that felt like such a one-to-one. Obviously Tom and Cheese, like the business model is a little bit different, but like it felt like a very, very one-to-one comparison. And it was very like stark. It was very like, this is the path that I see you going on and you yeah. can't convince me otherwise. Right. Yeah, it was tough. He also and says this is interesting that he says he's raised one point seven five million dollars in June off of a single investor, and I was like, yeah. "Who is that no, person?" Maybe it's his wife again, <laughs> she, exactly. an unwitting investor. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know it. But, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. I could see him like swindling some old, like befriending an old rich lady at a grocery store, yep. mm-hmm. like an H E B, and then being yeah. like. I'm taking your money. Very of the Just producers. Hanging, hanging out yeah. by the uh, the plant-based section at Air One. It's Erwan. a chicken yeah. restaurant, Gladys. 
What? Okay. All At right. One point, uh, also, Lori asks. I do like your mustache. <laughs> That's a nice mustache. Um, Lori asks what a chicken sandwich costs. She's and not in the sense of like, what is your chicken sandwich cost? She what says it like chicken sandwich. Cost. What does a chicken sandwich cost these days? It's very like, how much is a banana, Michael? You know, twenty, thirty dollars. <laughs> right. And he does say the average item is six fifty, which is great. That's like Good way cheaper than yeah, I agree. You know, very competitive. A Shake Shack or a Chipotle, even so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would eat there. Too I would eat there. I would if it's too. Still around. I, I would too. I would too. Which which brings us beautifully. Well, to I just want sorry. I just want to be clear. No, no, please, that he gets no deals. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He we gets, should probably conclude he this. Thing. He yes. doesn't even get. Mr. Wonderful will sometimes do a thing where he's like, "I want seventy five percent of your company and." You know, five dollars. You got to give me a, when you sell exactly in yeah. perpetuity, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, it's a whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wonderful wasn't even like he was like, I'm not touching that crazy yeah. with the ten foot pole. This guy gets no, no offers. offers, and we end the season with someone yeah. walking so out tepid. again with no offers, which again is such a fucking downer. It's so lame, especially when it's not like you know sometimes when the last one has, you know, walked out with no deal, it's because like there was some like heavy, you know, negotiating happening yeah. and they yes. just couldn't right, make right, right. it. Yes. And da 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 da. But this was just like, everybody was just like, yeah, I'm out because I feel like you're going to go bankrupt. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay. And then <laughs> that was okay. the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like give me like a, give me like a, give me like a fight. Give me a little drama. Yeah, give me like a surprising team up. Give me like one of those Lori bullshit golden tickets. Like, give me any yeah. of that. Yes. Yes. Or give me someone who's like so kooky and crazy, like the mm-hmm. chicken coop guy. Oh, from yeah. many episodes ago, where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is just an entertaining shit yes. show. But yeah. he wasn't that. He was just Lucas was. I don't know. Something a little off yeah. about him, but not off enough a tragic to be, like, figure. great TV. I bet you yeah. that if he were a little less, like, frantic and all over the place, with, with everything being exactly the same, but if he himself was just a little bit more, like, chill and seemed like mm-hmm. he had, he knew exactly what he was doing and it was very mm-hmm. deliberate and calculated, I bet you he would have gotten a deal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- d- probably for a lower valuation, but still a deal. Yes, exactly. He would have gotten an offer or two, I think. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of them just were like put off by him personally. So generally, we conclude our episode by kind of just thinking back to the four products of the episode and and asking ourselves, if you had to be a customer of one of these products, which one would you be a customer of? M- money aside, like, you know... It, affordability yeah. aside, I should say. Don't factor in the price, yeah. just kind of right. gut feeling. What are you gravitating towards? If you could just snap your fingers and one could appear. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess I'm kind of like, maybe because I'm hungry right now, but I guess I would go with one of those chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. You're not so going for you? college students used basketball shorts? <laughs> no, I don't want anybody's jock strap. I don't want the um, CMOS because my <laughs> gut feels fine. Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't want it in my coffee. Um, and um, what am I missing? Gloves, the aqua oh, the gloves. Yeah. Like I need to, if I'm going to put on boxing gloves, I better have some impact. Something to hit. When I, when I, when I throw my fist. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I would, as much as I want to, if the option's available, as much as I want to buy one of Sylvie's sweaty Columbia rowing jerseys, <laughs> if that is not available, I'm also going to go Project Polo. Because I like mm-hmm. the idea Project of the Polo. Aqu- Project Polo. <laughs> as Barbara would say. <laughs> Project polos where they sell off uh, used Ralph Lauren polo shirts to very rich old people who have died. (laughs) All sold by Lucas. Yeah, Um, that's great. Yeah, I would. I I would also go for the for the chicken sandwich. I like the idea of the boxing gloves. I'd rather just get honestly those bala bracelets and call it a day. Sylvie, what about you? Wow, I am going to go against the grain here. I'm opening myself up to some criticism because I'm going to – Alyssa, can you guess what I'm going to go for? I think you're going to go for Transformation Factory. Yeah. Yeah. You're going for the CMOS. I thought you might, Sylvie. I'm going to go for the But what are you going to – how are you going to eat it? Are you going to go – are you going to go – are you going to raw dog it? Are you going (laughs) to – Put it in your coffee or you're going to put it on some toast? I'd probably raw dog to start just to get like a mm. base. What What is this? What's the mouthfeel? What's mm-hmm. the consistency? What? E- how strong is the flavor profile? I'm never putting it in my coffee. I think that is cooked. Um, yeah. If the texture is creepy, I'm going to put it in a smoothie. Uh, right. If it's not, mm-hmm. I might put it on some toast. I think that's great. Or maybe in like a little yogurt granola Bowl. Okay, yeah, I could okay. see that. Or like an acai that. bowl if I ever get my shit together to like make an acai bowl at home. But who's I doing that? Love- uh, yeah. Who's doing that? Do you do that? Well, they sell acai packets at Costco. But uh. yeah, despite the fact that we never learn what the CMOS does, um, you're gonna go. For I want to see if it does anything for me. And yeah. Adam. Thanks so much for bragging about your gut health. Uh, Check your privilege because some of us have stomachs that are consistently angry and upset. Mm -hmm. Just because you were Um, born with a beautiful microbiome doesn't mean that everyone else has had that luxury. Right. Exactly. I get it. I'm blessed. Microbiome is scary. It's the upside down of microbiomes. You get in there and everything is just. (laughs) Sylvie's body is. If you if you listen to the podcast, you'll understand that Mm. Sylvie's body is really just a a dartboard. It's a battle of random things. (laughs) I found out this week that I have uh, Raynos syndrome. Welcome to the club. Do you also have it, Alyssa? Oh, I have bad Raynos. Okay, it's a circulation issue. It, oh, no. causes, it causes parts of your fingers to turn white if you generally and, go from oh, no. cold and, it's and fine. toes. It's fine. Yeah. It's like not a big deal at all. I was laughing about it when my doctor was like, so the treatment is wear socks or gloves. Yeah. <laughs> be warmer. Be warmer. <laughs> I, yeah. It couldn't be less dramatic of a problem for me, but it is funny. So, yeah, I'm going for the CMOS. I'll tell you guys – how it is. If I ever encounter it, I'm going to buy it just out of curiosity, and then I'm happy yeah. to update with any of the effects, good or bad, that it induces. Yes, let me know. I can't wait. Let me know. We'll have to do a check. We'll have to do a, a, a check in. A little update next season. Yeah, yeah. But 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 this episode was made so much more enjoyable by us three all being here to talk about it. Adam, we are yes. so grateful that you were a part of this. This was so much fun. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Check out Adam on all platforms. Oh, yeah. What are you you promoting right now, Adam? Yeah. What can we plug? I'm just always promoting myself 
You know, it's just, it's really all just about me. I love it. Um, no, I, you know, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on, uh, YouTube. I, uh, I, I make videos. Uh, you'll see me in a blue cardigan doing stuff. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing and, uh, yeah, send me a message, say hi. Yeah. At real Adam Rose. On That's Instagram right. And TikTok. That's Great right. Account. Give, give a follow, give a like, have mm-hmm. a laugh. Appreciate Adam's insane dancing skills, which yeah. uh, yes. I always just forget that you're like a trained yeah. dancer. No, That's sort incredible. of the point. It's because people think I am cardigan shaped. Right. That's right, why right. they forget. You yeah. didn't think a rectangle could move like that. <laughs> exactly. And yet, and yet, it can. And one last thank you to the Hey Chums fan base. Oh, thank you guys. You really made this for us this season. We love you so much. The parents the friends, the siblings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's really it as far as our audience. <laughs> that's it. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye. Bye.